Welcome to Rams Up, your weekly L.A. Rams podcast, bi-weekly during the season. We are a proud member of the Pigskin Podcast Network. We'll cover other SoCal sports items of interest, but we're mostly about your Los Angeles Rams. I'm your host, Mark. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans. Episode 62 here. It's only been a couple of days since our last drop. This COVID rescheduling is not doing me any favors. The main focus of this episode will be a preview of the Viking-Rams game in Minnesota this Sunday, 10 o'clock. Rams are currently favored by three. We're also going to get into our power rankings and our game picks and lots of notes right now that we need to get through before we do anything else. It has not been a slow week, I'm telling you that. The biggest news is, well, maybe the Cam Akers news is bigger news than this. Not sure. But Dalvin Cook, the prolific running back for the Vikings, the unvaccinated Dalvin Cook, is out for this Sunday's game. On the COVID list, will have to be on the COVID list for 10 days because he's unvaccinated and he will be replaced by Alexander Madison. Pretty good running back in his own right, but kind of good news for the Rams. Not to totally discount the Viking running game, but I'd much rather go against the Vikings without Dalvin Cook. Geez, that probably comes across as a little heartless. Well, hoping the best for Dalvin Cook. Madison himself was just activated from the COVID list. He missed the last game against the Bears. A little bit of info on Madison, if you're unfamiliar with him, I certainly was. He's out of San Bernardino High School and Boise State, third-round pick in the 2019 draft, 5'11", 220, so he's a load. His best game this season against Detroit, 22 carries for 90 yards, a 4.1 average, and one TD. And perhaps even the bigger news, a lot of us saw this coming, The Rams have designated Cam Akers to return from IR. Five months ago, this guy tore his Achilles, and he's coming back. He enters a 21-day window, during which time the Rams will have to move him from the non-injury football list to the active roster. So what I expect to happen is he will be added to the active roster for the playoffs. I think ideally we'd like to have him back for that last game against the Niners. Do we really want him getting his first touches of the year in a playoff game? I'd prefer not. But hey, adding fresh legs to that running back room and a guy like Cam Akers who can do it all, what a lift for the Rams. Rams running backs have actually been doing quite well. Can't complain about Sony Michelle, that's for sure. Daryl Henderson has his attributes. But Cam Akers, wow. That's pretty exciting. Touch on that win over Seattle one more time. McVay gave game balls to Sony Michelle, Taylor Rapp, and the entire defense. Snap counts of note. Kendall Blanton was out there for 43 snaps and Bryson Hopkins for 22. I expected to see Bryson Hopkins out there helping Bobby Evans more than we did. Ben Skowronik, 21 snaps. Michelle had 48 snaps and Henderson had 18. So... It's flipped in Sony's favor, and it's entirely understandable. On the defensive side, Nick Scott, Jalen Ramsey, 
Darius Williams and Taylor Rapp were all out there for every single snap, and so was Aaron Donald. I don't know if I've ever seen that before. He was out there for all 57 snaps. Ernest Jones only missed two snaps, as did Greg Gaines. I was a little surprised that Troy Reader got more snaps than Justin Hollins, 24 to 15. No other real surprises out there. Dante Dion and David Long, 34 and 33 snaps apiece. Pro Football Focus grades of note, Cooper Cup, 87.7. I'm sorry, I still don't get it. How is it not a 95? There must be details I am missing. Von Miller, 83.6. Nick Scott, 83.1. Dante Dion, a career high, 82.8. And Stafford, a 76.7. Darius Williams, 76.2. And Whitworth, 76.2 as well. Since that game, the Rams have cleared Oko and Terrell Burgess from the COVID list. Havenstein's 10-day window has expired, so he has returned. So we got a right tackle and some depth on defense back. Still waiting on Jordan Fuller. That's the one that concerns me the most. Pro Bowl announcements. I don't get too hung up on this stuff. But as we expected, Cooper Cup, Jalen Ramsey, and Aaron Donald made it. I was going to make an argument for Matt Gay, looking at some stats. I heard J.B. Long and DeMarco Farr mentioning that he should be a Pro Bowl candidate. And sure enough, he made it. And if you look at his stats, well-deserved. He's missed one field goal all year. It was in the mid-40s. So congratulations to Matt Gay. Thank you, Tampa Bay. In my opinion, if you wanted to talk about snubs, I would say Matthew Stafford and Jordan Fuller. Ram safeties never get the recognition they deserve for whatever reason. But Stafford was named an alternate, as was Leonard Floyd, Andrew Whitworth, and the biggest surprise, Brian Allen. I don't know where that came from. Not saying it's not deserved, just totally unexpected. Rams clinching scenarios this week, if they beat or tie the Vikings, they're in. Or if the Eagles lose or tie and the Saints lose or tie, Rams are in the playoffs. I wanted to touch on something real quick. Uh, A while back, I had said that maybe the AFC West is the strongest division in football. I'm going to retreat from that statement, seeing how the 49ers have come on. I'm going to say the NFC West still deserves that number one ranking, followed by the AFC West. You got three teams set up for the playoffs. I mean, Seattle kind of stinks at this point. AFC West is probably more balanced. But if you're going to rank the eight teams from those two divisions, three of the top four would be from the NFC West. Hey, let's talk about NFL awards for a moment. I'm going to give you the award, and I'm going to tell you who the candidates are. I'm going to tell you who my pick would be, and I'm going to tell you who the pick will actually be. Most valuable player, the candidates are Aaron Rodgers. Hey, Cooper Cup, how about Cooper Cup? Definitely. George Kittle, maybe get some votes. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. I'm going to give it to Aaron Rodgers. I think Green Bay would be in deep doo-doo without Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, Hey, the Rams without Cooper Cup. Yeah, but they'd still probably find a way to win eight or nine, ten games without Cooper, I would hope. But Green Bay, without Aaron Rodgers, 
is a very average team. Now remember, we're calling this the most valuable player, not the best player. If it's truly the most valuable player, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers, who's going to win the award, Aaron Rodgers. Now, the one reason he might not win it is because of that COVID incident and with him being suspended for a game. That may cost him this award, but I don't think it will. Offensive Player of the Year candidates, I have Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup, and Debo of the 49ers. My pick is Cooper Cup. He's doing something really special. I mean, Jonathan Taylor is awesome, and so is Debo, but this is a season of the ages for Cooper Cup right now. I'm going with Cooper Cup, and I think he's going to win it right now. He would win it. Defensive Player of the Year candidates Aaron Donald, Nick Bosa, TJ Watt, Darius Leonard, Miles Garrett. Those are my candidates. Who do I think should win it? Well, Aaron Donald is the best defensive player in the history of the universe. So how can he not be the defensive player of the year? He's still playing at that high level. My pick is Aaron Donald. Two Rams getting awards. But do I think he's going to win it? I think TJ Watt's going to get it. He's playing for a marquee franchise. And the fact that he didn't get it last year when a lot of people thought he would, I think the pendulum's going to swing the other way and TJ gets this award. Defensive Rookie of the Year. It really comes down to Micah Parsons and Patrick Sertan, and it's Micah Parsons, in my opinion, and Micah Parsons will indeed win this in a runaway. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Rashawn Slater, Creed Humphrey, Jalen Waddell, and Jamar Chase are the leading candidates. I think Rashawn Slater should get it. This guy's a pro ball left tackle as a rookie. Could very well be all pro. Hey, that's good enough for me. Although I think Jamar Chase is going to get a lot of votes. And actually, I think Jamar Chase is going to win this award. Comeback player of the year. A lot of people saying Dak Prescott over Joe Burrow. I pick Joe Burrow. Dak Prescott will win the award. Why? Because... He plays for a marquee franchise. Now, I could be wrong on that because Dak has been slipping lately. Everybody loves Joe Burrow. A few weeks left in the season. Joe could pull it off, and I'm hoping he does. But my pick, Joe Burrow, right now, I think Dak will win it, though. Coach of the year, I think there's only two candidates. And Kingsbury has been slipping, like the Cardinals always do, late in the season. And as Kingsbury said himself, Bill Belichick should win this every year. Let's stop kidding ourselves. He's the best coach in football. He's my pick. And I think he's going to win the award. That'll be a wrap on this segment. We'll be back in a minute with a preview of the Ram-Vikings game. Let's preview this Rams-Vikings game, 10 o'clock, our time, L.A. time, in Minnesota, indoors. Weather will not be an issue, thankfully. Vikings lead this series 27 wins, 17 losses, and two ties. So this is not a team the Rams have historically done well against. Memorable games, well, you know what? I'm going to give you three for the price of one. Going back in my time machine here for a moment, the 1977 playoffs, 
at the LA Coliseum, Vikings 14, Rams 7. This was a game that crushed my soul. Most of us expected the Rams to win this game with that great defense. It was raining, it was muddy, and the Vikings pulled off the upset. And just another year in the 1970s, where the Rams looked like they were a Super Bowl favorite, but fell short. And then there was that 1999 playoff game, Greatest Show on Turf 49, Vikings 37, in the first NFL postseason game ever played in St. Louis. Close game at halftime, but Tony Horn returned the second half kickoff 95 yards for a touchdown. What about the receivers in this game? Chris Carter and Randy Moss on the Vikings side, Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt for the Rams. And then my bonus game I got for you, a game that a lot of us forget about, that 2018 Thursday night game in September, Rams 38, Vikings 31. That was an incredible game. Goff threw for 465 yards and five TDs. Kirk Cousins, 422 yards and three TDs. Goff and Cup hooked up for a 70-yarder, but the second Cup touchdown in that game might have been Goff at his best. Beautiful pass to a well-covered Cup in the corner of the end zone. It was pretty amazing. And you know what? We forget about that game because two months later, we were even more entertained during that Monday night game where the Rams beat the Chiefs 54 to 51. But you know what? That Ram Viking game was pretty darn good too. How have the Vikings done so far this year? Seven wins and seven losses in the playoff hunt totally. Good chance of making it at this point. They need a win against the Rams badly though. They're coached by Mike Zimmer. Whenever I see Mike Zimmer, it reminds me of that game against the Rams back in the Jeff Fisher days. LaMarcus Joyner hitting Teddy Bridgewater. Zimmer went off on Fisher and the Rams and Joyner. It was not a good look for Coach Mike Zimmer. Pretty good offense. 7th overall in yardage, ninth in scoring. 26.5 points per game. Very balanced. You got those two guys, Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. How many teams boasts a pair like that at running back and wide receiver? Cook is third in rushing, and Jefferson is second in receiving right behind Cooper Cup. Now, as I mentioned at the top of this episode, Dalvin Cook is out, unvaccinated, and on the COVID list. So Alexander Madison will step in for him. Maybe not as prolific as Dalvin Cook, but we cannot discount the Vikings running game. They've had six games decided on the last play, and that's not counting that Steeler game where Pittsburgh had a chance to go in and tie it but failed. They've only had 11 takeaways all season. Both these teams, the Rams and the Vikings, protect the quarterback very well, and they both get at the quarterback very well. So that's something to keep an eye on in this game. But no Viking player has more than six sacks. That would be Danielle Hunter. Now, Hunter's on injured reserve. He'll miss this game. That's going to hurt the Vikings' cause. And Everson Griffin, another defensive end for the Vikings, is also out. So it'll be a team effort for the Vikings as far as getting after Stafford. Draft picks this most recent draft. They selected Christian Derrissaw, the offensive tackle, in the first round. They had three third-round picks. Quarterback Callan Mond out of Texas A&M. A linebacker out of North Carolina, Chaz Sherratt, that I really liked. And another player I really liked, guard 
Wyatt Davis out of Ohio State. Key players, well, we already talked about Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook. With Cook out, Rams' attention will be on Alexander Madison. Eric Kendricks is their leading tackler. He's a linebacker out of UCLA. And they still have another UCLA linebacker, Anthony Barr. Of course, there's Kirk Cousins. He's had a pretty decent season. He's one of those quarterbacks that people love to hate. He's good, but not great, apparently, is the ding on him. He was not good against the Bears. It may have been more of their game plan. How much did they really need to pass it downfield to beat the Bears? Cousins was 12 of 24 for 87 yards, two touchdowns, and one interception. He was sacked four times, though. They still have wide receiver Adam Thielen. We've kind of forgotten about him since the emergence of Justin Jefferson. And on the back end, two safeties, Harrison Smith and Xavier Woods. You know, a few years back, this might have been considered one of the better safety combos in the league, but the secondary really struggles against the pass, and that's where the Rams will attack them. Ram Connections, their backup quarterback, is our old backup quarterback, Sean Mannion. One of their receivers on injured reserve is Blake Prohl, Ricky Prohl's son, and Tristan Jackson, our old wide receiver, is on their practice squad. And most recently, the Vikings beat the Chargers and Packers, followed that with losses to the Niners and the Lions. Ouch. Then they beat the Steelers in the Chase Claypool game, and then they handled the Bears on Monday Night Football just the other night. What are my fearsome four keys to this game? Well, fearsome key number one is avoid a slow start. You're traveling to the Midwest, going into a hostile environment against a pretty good team. Don't let them get the jump on us. Be ready to play from the get-go like we were against the Cardinals and like we were against Seattle. Don't fall behind at 10 nothing. 14 nothing, and let this crowd get jacked up. That's my fearsome key number one. Fearsome key number two, I mentioned how both teams protect the quarterback and both teams get at the quarterback. We need to win that stats battle, come out ahead in that regard, protect Stafford, and get to Cousins. My fearsome key number three, I had already designated as taking away one of those two big weapons, Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson. But with Cook out of the game, I'm going to scratch that. I mean, we still got to contain Madison, but I don't think that's necessarily a key to the game. So we'll roll right on to fearsome key number four. Seems like I have this included very often, and I'm going to continue to include it. Clean special teams. No major gaffes in the return game. Maybe a good day from Johnny Hecker would help. Make sure we win that field position battle and our special teams are going to have to help make that happen. My prediction, I'm going to go with the Rams 27, the Vikings 20. I think it's going to be a good game, an exciting game, and a relatively close game. But I think the way the Rams are playing on both sides of the ball, it's going to be too much for the Vikings in the end. It's not coming down to the last play in this one, I do not believe. Rams 27, Vikings 20, and the Rams improve to 11-4. and We'll be back in a minute with our power rankings and game picks. Football fans, I'm sure we all love action-packed, high-scoring NFL games. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, you'll be a winner 
once a single point is scored. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problems? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Time for our Rams Up Straight Up Game Picks. But first, let's get our Elite 8 power rankings out of the way. I got an Elite 8 plus 2 for you. Hanging on to number 1, the Green Bay Packers. Feel very comfortable with that. Not too much to argue about, in my opinion. And number 2, I'm going to give the nod to the Kansas City Chiefs. And you could make an argument that My next team, number three, Los Angeles Rams, could perhaps be above them. How would that go down right now if those two teams played, both of them apparently peaking? I'm not sure. I don't know what the odds on that would be. I suspect the Chiefs would be a slight favorite. So I get the Rams at three and number four, the Buffalo Bills, but they have some proving to do. They need to beat the Patriots, avenge that earlier loss, or I will be proven wrong They do not deserve this number four spot. Number five, I have the Dallas Cowboys. Now, I saw a couple of power rankings that had them as high as three or four. I'm not even sure they deserve five, but I'm going to give it to them on the strength of their defense. If they get their offense figured out, they will be a scary team in the playoffs. Number six, the New England Patriots hanging in there. Took a loss last week to a very good Indianapolis Colts team. Broke their big winning streak. I don't know if their talent level warrants a six, but they just figure out ways to win. So, Patriots at six. Number seven, a little bit of a fall here, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What we saw against New Orleans last week, that's not what you want to see from a team trying to repeat as Super Bowl champions. Not only did they get shut out by the Saints, but they lost Chris Godwin for the season. Things pointing slightly downward for the Bucks right now. And number eight, the Arizona Cardinals. A few short weeks ago, we were talking about them not getting the recognition they deserved. Well, now they probably are. They looked very average last week. Not sure where the Cardinals are headed. And my plus two, the... 49ers and the Colts. You could make a strong argument for moving either of these two up into the Elite Eight, both coming on strong, and I have a feeling they might end up in that Elite Eight by next week. I probably should have made this an Elite Eight plus three. The one team I left out, I kind of feel bad about it, my number 11 team, the Los Angeles Chargers. On my game picks, for the second straight week, I got 13 right. Week 14, I was 13 and 1. Probably a record for me if I kept track of such things. 
Week 15, 13 and 3. Pete Prisco was also 13 and 3. Lorenzo, 12 and 4, so we picked up a game on him. And Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk, 10 and 6, so I picked up three games on him. And as it stands, Lorenzo is in the lead with 145 correct picks. Mike at 141. I'm right behind him with 140. And Pete Prisco bringing up the rear, but only one behind me at 139. And by the way, for simplicity's sake, I gave everybody a correct pick for that one tie game. This week is another difficult week to pick. It's probably five or six games here. I went back and forth on, but this is how I'm rolling. 49ers at Titans. This could be a bloodbath. This could be a really hard-hitting fist fight, but I'm going to take the Niners. I think they're playing their best football right now. Both teams are desperate. Both look like they're headed for the playoffs, but a little trip up and they could be in trouble. I'll be rooting for the Titans, but I think the Niners are going to pull it out. Browns at Packers. I'll take the Packers in that one. Colts at Cardinals. What a dynamite game this is. Cardinals struggling a little bit. No DeAndre Hopkins, Kyle Murray, and the entire team actually looked pretty average the last two weeks. I'm taking the Colts. I think the Colts are going to win this. Jags and Jets. Who do you pick in this one? I don't know. Jets are at home. Jets are favored. I'll take the Jets, but what do I know? Bills at the Patriots, and I'm going to roll with my heart here. I'm going to take the Bills. They are the better team. They've been outcoached by the Patriots too many times, though. Josh Allen will figure it out this time. The better quarterback wins. Bills get the win. Put some heat on the Patriots. Chargers at Texans. Chargers got to take that one. They better. Ravens at Bengals. Ravens at Bengals. Divisional battle. A lot on the line. Bengals played very well last week. Defense is actually picking it up. Joe Burrows and Jamar Chase, a dynamic duo on the Cincinnati side. I'll take the home team, the Bengals. Bucks at Panthers. I will take the Bucks. Lions at the Falcons. You know, I think the Lions could pull this off, but I'm going to take the Falcons. Rams at Vikings. You know how I'm rolling with that one. Giants at Eagles. Giants going to their backup quarterback, and I don't even know who that is. Eagles have a lot to play for, and they're at home. They will win this game. Bears at Seahawks. You know, not a lot separates these two teams talent-wise, but Seahawks will win at home over the Bears. Broncos at Raiders. Oh, boy. Got a good defense with the Broncos going up against the Raiders. Perhaps the most unpredictable team in the league. But Raiders are coming off that big win in Cleveland. Maybe they have a second life now. Coming home to that crazy fan base at that stadium. I'm going to take the Raiders. Steelers at Chiefs. I think the Chiefs will overwhelm the Steelers on both sides of the ball and come away with a win. Washington football team at the Cowboys. Cowboys have to find themselves on offense. And I think it begins this week against Washington. Their defense is playing great. They are a playoff team. But if they're going to make a run, they got to solve their issues on the offensive side of the ball. But I'll take the Cowboys and Dolphins at Saints. And this is the game I struggled with the most. 
You know, Dolphins were one of my sleeper teams, and they're making a big run trying to sneak into the playoffs, and they very well could. The Saints are an excellent defense. Not sure where to go with this one, but I'm going to roll with the Saints, the favored team at home. Those are my Rams Up Straight Up game picks for this week. Hopefully can keep it rolling. Two straight weeks with 13 correct. We'll check back next week and see how I did. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach out to us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. You can visit our website at laramsup.com. And please don't forget, subscribe and give us that five-star rating. We really appreciate it. And don't forget, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of bensound.com and the YouTube royalty-free music audio library, Crimson Fly by Hama Hama.